Hello. Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. I'm V. And I'm Wolfe. And V's with us. He's hey. back by high demand. Yeah, Seriously. I don't get this kind of welcome. Well, yeah, but the executive trolls like forced us to bring him back. Uh, I yeah. feel like you got a different information than I did. That's the thing about yeah. being the prodigal son. Everybody wants you back because you're gone just enough for them to not hate you. Ooh, mm. called himself the prodigal son. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good place to kick off today on <laughs> For Whom the Bell Trolls. <laughs> How to be a prodigal son. Wait. Um, actually, what is today, V? Today is homebrewing classes. Ooh. Or, yeah. Like yeah, classes entirely or subclasses? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, homebrewing <laughs> subclasses in D&D 5th edition or pretty much any of your other favorite role-playing games. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. They all work off the same principle. Yeah, it's just uh, this is mostly tailored to Dungeons & Dragons because, uh, well... That's our content. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys know why you're here. All four of you. Yep. Five. Nope, back down to four. All right. And three. Oh, shit. Oh, um, there we go. But no, so I mean, well, I guess I'll start the discussion here. I mean, uh, please do. What, what, what would be any one of you can answer this? What, what's your first step that you usually take when you're looking to build a subclass of any type? Well, like first, I like to grab my wrenches. Mm, that's good. And then I would like to delegate the rest of this answer to our guest. <laughs> And since um, I can't find that person, V, you're up. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, the first thing I do is I go through the core rule book or any of the other manuals and read the, what the other subclasses are doing because that's usually your best baseline to start off of. Yeah. Most people who want a specific subclass, they don't want a whole new subclass. They want that subclass just a little bit different. So don't make a whole new subclass. Just make that subclass a little bit different. You want a whole brand new one, though. You can take mechanical rules and stuff from other classes, like limited use abilities and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, okay, well, this ability is in the same caliber as this existing ability. Well, can they do that all the time, or can they only do that a limited number of times per day or per rest? I just base it almost entirely off of existing classes because they're the balanced ones. No, no, I completely understand that, and... Uh, another step that I usually take, and I'm pretty sure you and Wolfe have done this in the past, there's usually like some type of theme or something that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was going to get yeah. into. Yeah, like there's, you know, there's something about it. Like I want to make a class that specifically does this. Okay, well, or subclass that specifically does this thing really well. Okay, well, what class fits that first of all? And then, okay, let me look at that class. Where does each of the archetypes or subclasses come in at? So what levels am I looking to do this? And like you said, read the other subclasses. Mm -hmm. So you know how to balance it within that. So you don't end up with a Kensai. Or a Frenzy Barbarian. (sighs) Purple Dragon Knight. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay, buddy. No, what I usually do is more or less what I've always done is just try and figure out characters that I like from other fiction and try and figure out how to make them work in D&D. Like, especially in the early days when I was still learning 3.5 and, you know, before I was jaded, you know, everything was all fun and bright and shiny. I mean, we would try to make, like, how would you make a Jedi in D&D? How would you make 
Green Lantern. Like, how would you make the Flash? How would you make Iron Man? Like, it's usually like finding comic book heroes and even, you know, certain movie heroes as well. Like, how would I make this work? And then I've kind of got to the point where I, that going through it with such a fine tooth comb and I'm min maxing everything and figuring out what's balanced and what's for fan service, you know, what's just for fun or what's an actual core part of this class that makes them necessary or worth playing outside of one of the other classes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I got to the point of just going, Oh, well we accidentally created a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely understand that. I had one that, well, now it's completely different than before, but I wanted to make like a weapons master class. Third edition did it. Yeah. Third, yeah. Third edition did it. And, well, fifth edition tried it with certain classes. I already, yeah. men- I already mentioned one subclass that's supposed to be like that. The butt and- hurt is real around here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's just it's, yeah. We'll talk about that some other time. The but, salt floweth. Yeah, but eventually it just ended up changing to I really don't want to make a weapons master class. I want to make a class that's based off of a shield. You know, which is a really cool concept in and of itself. Oh yeah. Oh, he's that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what class fits this? Well, I started looking at it. I was like, well, fighters just would make this too strong. Yeah, fighters can do everything already. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what about the monk? We turn it into a monk weapon. Then I don't have to worry about, you know, trying to finagle the rules to give damage to a shield. It's a monk weapon. Mm-hmm. So it's already yeah. setting the rules for you. So that made it a little bit easier, to, you know, the determining the, all the other stuff. And plus I had something like Kensai and a few other to go off of, whether they're good or not. It's there for me. They've done something. There was some groundwork there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of one example. I, I think V's done a few works of his own as well. Yeah, I have a civilization domain cleric that I've made that I'm still trying to bounce out, which I believe something right along those lines came out with Tasha's not too long ago. But mine was built more as a an actual pure combat support. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, what I did was I picked my favorite or my favorite cleric uh, domains like uh, Forge Domain. I think War Domain had a little bit of flavor there and a couple of others. And I'm like, okay, what are these guys' power structure as? And that's I started with them. I started with the mechanics. And from there. But one I was kind of proud of that I still haven't finished are my Druid, uh, Druid Circles. And there's, I think, five of those together. But three of, four of them are very similar. And it was literally like the Elemental Druids. And mm-hmm. I read the Wildfire Druid back when it was UA. And I'm like, you know what? This is a really cool, like, fire-themed Druid. Why can't we have that for all the elements? You know, earth, fire, earth, wind, and water. So then there was the Circle of the Mountain, the Circle of the Storm. And I think probably just the Circle of the Sea or Circle of something. And I can't remember when I named the water one. The Circle of Water. And those kind of... It's too rogue. Those were kind of based off of something they had already created that I loved intensely. I still do. Um, but I thought, you know, the Shifter Druid is really cool. But when I started, actually, you mentioned thematics. Yeah. The one I started with purely a theme was uh, was mine. The, it was the Circle of the Swarm Druid. And yeah. it's actually almost done. But it's it's heavy. <clears throat> it's heavily regulated by like special mechanics it kind of has to be mm-hmm. but i started with the theme there how cool would it be to have a character like the vermin lord from the third that's from what third i was edition? gonna ask is if it was yeah. meant to be evocative of the vermin lord because like, i loved that class exactly you know drop off his hand and it becomes a tarantula and the tarantula crawls through something and sends back information to him or 
you know, he turns into a swarm of insects. He can't necessarily attack or anything, but it's a great escape ability. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, um, sorry. that's how I tried you to good, flavor mate? him. Huh? You good? Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, Are we all just slowly dying over here? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It's been weird weather where we live. Yeah. I'm back wearing in... a jacket. It's not normal. Yeah, man. Yeah. I've seen the man sweating in sub-Saharan temperatures. Yeah. But, yeah. That's usually my mindset is you start with the one core thing you want. Like, I want this particular flavor of this class, or I like this one mechanic. Let's try to build a class around it. Yeah. The one class that I'm most proud of that was built entirely for third edition, which I was working on updating for fifth edition until Tasha's came out and pretty much ruined my life. Um, <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't really fit in anywhere now because psionics were invented or not invented, but incorporated into this version. Yeah. I don't feel like it has a place now. So I just kind of have shelved it again. Maybe we'll try again in 60. Or 5.5. If know. they do 5.5, I quit. Like, dead ass. I'm done. <laughs> you talking about the Reaver? Yeah. yeah the yeah, Soul yeah. Reaver, which was a class I made that was entirely based off of... Souls? And Reaving them? Hate how much I love you. <laughs> much, dependency. Yeah. That's, that's for all of you. I'll no. Care. That class was based entirely off of the character of... Raziel. Okay. I wasn't um, sure if you meant thematically or if yeah. it was based off of a specific mechanic. I'm like, well, I know what the mechanic was. Yeah. yeah Legacy of Kane. Mm -hmm. Love those games. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. great games. That's yeah. all I did. Even the canceled them looks cool. Back in third edition, it was easy to flavor like lightsabers or like beams of yeah. weapons because you had the brilliant energy weapons. Yeah, that's which cool. are sadly missing, much like every other good magic item from the past. Yeah, magic and weapons are so thin. In yeah, edition. and and that's something that's always gotten me excited when it comes to subclasses and magic items. When it comes to homebrewing, it's not just on the DM. Like this is something like subclasses. It's something you can make as a player and present to your DM. Yeah. And, you know, as long as it's not like, oh, I just want to be busted and I made this. It's one of those, like, look, I really feel like this fits. Like, I, I really like it. I want to try it out. You know, you and the DM talk about it. You look at it. You make some tweaks together. You know, how it fits the DM's world in the campaign that you're playing in. But, I mean, that's the great part about it. Like, usually a lot's on the DM for homebrewing. But when it comes to subclasses, that's something where players make an impact mm -hmm. and actually, you know, contribute something to the story besides just role playing it. Right. So that's always been like my favorite side of it because that's something I've always like tempted with and kind of played around either like, okay, well, would this make a cool magic item and stuff right. like that? Yeah. You know? Because, so. I mean, you want to have things that are cool, but also things that are ultimately balanced. Like, yeah. they need to have a clear downside unless yeah, they're, yeah. you know, like, higher in the rarity tiers. It, yeah. it either has to have a resource limitation of some sort for for something like that, or it has to have a cost to your character. Yeah, we can't just give you a level one magic item that gives you flying, like, yeah. an unlimited fly time. Oh, yeah. Or even something like the Boots of Flying, which is, what, like four hours continuously yeah. for a day? Yeah. So I know yeah. it's some, yeah, it's uh, some actual, it's unnatural length of time for its rarity. 
And after yeah. 12 hours, it regenerates two hours of flight time. Well, I, I think it's a pretty decent transition. I feel like we've covered a lot of the subclasses. Like, let's move into homebrewing a magic item. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we we're just talking about, like, there's some crazy ones out there that are in the manuals. They're, I mean, they're in the, the handbooks and the DM's guide and all of that that yeah. do seem crazy. Crazy how shitty they are. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> But I mean, like, there's even like certain items. I wouldn't necessarily call it a magic item, but I, you know, Billy created a device, and I worked with V on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, it's well, he didn't create it himself, but he came up with the idea of it and it developed was some of the plans. Holy, your idea, yeah. Yeah, and it was based off of something that already existed. I was like, hey, what if I made this thing that's like horribly deadly to the user and the enemy being used on? As a last-ditch effort. And he's like, oh, I want to see that. <laughs> well, might as well. Yeah. So, I mean. Well, I mean, that's what we talk about. It just, like I've said before, we've talked about magic items and things like that. Yeah. Know your game. Like, yeah. know the setting you're in. Seriously. Mm. Understand if the campaign setting is supposed to be, like, cheeky and fun and high magic and whimsical. And let's just make it happen because reasons. That's where you're off the wall overpowered broken magic items come from yeah i was yeah. just gonna say then a lot of it is just for fun like one of the games we were playing i got with my dm ogre and got him to make me magic items for reinhardt's shield and his rocket hammer literally just so i could play a reinhardt type character yeah that character yeah. hasn't seen the light of day since yeah and let that also prove to you that trolls and ogres can mix okay but you're fired. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you pointed out a really good point, though, yeah. is knowing your game, like knowing your players, knowing not only the characters, deficiencies and strengths, but also knowing the players like I throw something about your. OK, when you're playing a warlock, I think no, one of your biggest problems is that you feel like you don't have enough spell slots. You I kind of no, want to hang on to I these. No, I don't have enough spells. <laughs> I want to hang on to these spells just in case, whereas I'd be like, yeah, let's use this shit. Let's go. Lightning. And um, I was going to say, so one of the magic items I awarded your character, even though it was fairly low level, there are very few of them in this game. So I gave him a wand or a staff of lightning bolt. Yeah. That I think I gave an indeterminate number of charges, apparently. I don't remember. Limit, so I haven't used one. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's supposed to be like three three uses per day at level three. But I mean, I'm even, I've never used yeah, it Yeah, you've never used it once. that much. I think I've only used it twice, period. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. I remember twice in one day you used it, but that was it. I don't see yeah. an issue with that. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, because you trust me that it doesn't fit my character to yeah. abuse it like exactly, that. Exactly, which yeah. is why I wasn't Otherwise worried. But has far too much That class. shored up what, even if it was a perceived weakness in his character, it shored up that weakness. And it was just something I pulled out of thin air because well, hey he needs more spells anyone can make a staff or a wand of anything so let's make a staff of lightning well, i needed more spells because we needed the opportunity to just you know all hands on deck oh my god we're going to tpk you need a blast hurt it as much as you can yeah i mean when your rogue is the front line yeah we have yeah, a and jolly's a ranger and a warlock <laughs> yeah. jolly's billy is our dodge tank frontliner as a rogue Oh, yeah. yeah, we talked about it recently. Dodge yeah. tanking in 5th edition. I'm going thing. to give you guys like a full detailed breakdown, like one yeah. whole episode on dodge tanking at some point. Oh, yeah. I, I think the monk can actually do it better, but we'll put that to the test. Nobody the does time. it better than the fighter. Yeah, oh, that's true. Mm. I was going to say, barbs are pretty good. Except for someone else. But, but he needed the ability for the episode. Ooh, yes. to do more frontline damage. And, you know, it, it breaks a rogue's heart, I think. 
when they miss their attack, especially when they're getting ready to use their sneak attack. Mm -hmm. So I gave him an ability that if he lands an attack in a turn, he can make an extra, it basically gives him the extra attack feature. Yeah. And, okay, well, I didn't roll particularly well on this one, so I'm not going to use my backstab, whereas the next one I rolled a critical hit. Yeah, backstab, 400 dice at once. Right. Yeah. I have this 40-gallon trash bag full of D6s. Here, you cow the damage. (laughs) And Oh, it's great. It's knowing your characters and knowing how to not only give them something that feels substantial to the character, but also to the player, Mm -hmm. something they will enjoy using. Yeah, it also kind of fits it, like you said again, like making a magic item that kind of fits the player too. Mm -hmm. It fits Billy's style because it's, what was it called? The Swift Rapier? It's called Swift Blade. Swift Blade, yeah. But it is a rapier, yeah. I can't even remember the name of his own magic item he left so much. Look at this guy. I said Swift Rapier. That's two parts right. Okay. Ooh, This was a test I still failed. But no, I mean, like, it just, it fits his style, though. He's kind of got that, when it comes to fighting, he gets that kind of, like, Earl Flynn type yeah, of style cocky to charm. Him. Yeah, that cocky charm. He just, he, he likes to come at you yeah. and constantly attack. So You it, have it not once character. called anyone a scallywag, and I am disappointed in you. Have you ever tried Hither to? Hither 2-4, you must okay. say scallywag at least once a day. Hither 2-4, what did you just say? <laughs> I didn't realize we were going proper English. Oh, yeah, that's true, man. And I'm trying to do an accent that already sounds terrible. (laughs) Oh, man, all accents sound terrible when you're from the South. Yeah, that's that's true. true. It's that draw. Even Southern draws sound awful when you're from the South because you don't notice them until somebody points them out and then that's all you hear. Yeah, and then you hear somebody else. You're like, really? Is that what I sound like? I spit on y'all on occasion and people still stare at me. It's like, Yeah, I mean, or that one time someone stares at you and said, there's a D in water? (laughs) Again, um, the army. They <laughs> yeah. travel the world, meet new people, get made fun of for words that you say. Get laughed at for being from the southeast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's okay. We we do it ourselves. I mean, yeah, self-deprecation. If nothing else is popular in this family, no okay. one is sacred. No, oh, yeah, but no. I mean, you know, getting into it, and like you said, I mean, w- with the magic islands, finding that type of theme and things like that. But what else? Uh, what do you really look for when it comes to balancing it or deciding when it should be something available? Like, is this a rare item? Is it, you know, kind of just a uncommon type of magic item? Or, you know, I, I know the campaign does dictate that a lot of times, but, you know, it's, it's definitely. Well, a lot of times I think it's just like a subclass. People want this thing, but they want it to do something slightly different. Yeah. Or they want it to do it slightly more. Yeah. So if it's just something like, oh, I want this wand of magic missiles, but instead of one going right up my butt, eight charges, I want it to have twenty. Okay, mm-hmm. well that's going to step it up in rarity, you know. Right. Yeah. Like sure you can, but just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if it's just something, <clears throat> sorry, totally out of the ordinary, instead you can uh. <clears throat> Well, you couldn't believe the bullshit either. I was six to yeah. say, if it's something totally out of the ordinary, I think your best bet is like I'm a, I'm a habitual white room runner. Mm-hmm. I'll make a level zero character and give them nothing but equipment, and just, just all flat tens. I was six to say and see what they have, see what they can do with just that equipment, and um, like I've made up, like I know a lot of people weren't fans of it, but in like the Diablo series, you have the set gear. Yeah. I've incorporated some things like set gear. Oh, I love the where idea. It becomes of set gear. a little bit more powerful each time you find a new piece of it. Yeah. 
And in order to test that, the easiest way is to eliminate all character variables or as mm-hmm. many as possible. Yeah. Either to find a baseline. Yes. Yeah, it has to work yeah. this way no matter who is using it. You're, yeah. Everyone's a standard human, not a variant. Everyone has 10 in every stat. Da, 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 da. So yeah, zero across no the board. Save, no proficiencies, nothing. Zero yes. across the board. And then you equip them with that equipment and see what they can do against a goblin. Yeah. It's always a controlled variable with controlled amounts. And then, oh my God, this guy horrifically wrecked this goblin in one turn. That's not bad, you know? Yeah. So Good. you step it up to a slightly stronger creature, and it's always the same slightly stronger creature. Bugbear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just covered that last week. And yeah, basically, if, you're, if your weapon or item or armor can run the gamut and take down anything, it's probably overpowered. Yeah. But if it just does slightly better than it should, okay, cool. I would have yeah. to say that if you're at a good 50-50 trade around on a level zero character just off of the armor and weapons you're making, like just the gear, if you're at least 50-50 around the troll mark, yeah, you should consider that pretty well balanced. Because, I mean, look at it like we used to look at uh, gear sets in like Final Fantasy. You know, yeah. your gear's going to carry you a good 10 levels. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to find all new equipment every time you level up. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. So, consider that also when you're balancing your magic items is this is going to be around for a while, if not forever. And honestly, I'd rather do quality over quantity. I'd rather have, you know, give my players three to five fun magic items through the entire campaign. Yeah. Other than consumables, and that's all they ever have. And if you think one of them's getting slightly underpowered, well, they've dedicated all this time to this magic item. They really still love it. Well, who's to say this magic Beat item has absorbed a bit of their essence and become a bit stronger? They're yeah. becoming stronger as a person. Why can't this magic item grow with them a little bit? The universe has realized that you have become stronger, and now your items have become stronger by proxy. Your character yeah. is a religious character in any way, shape, or form. Paladin, cleric, warlock. The head of the church can bless it with a new ability. Wizard, yeah. sorcerers, same thing. It absorbs yeah. part of their magic. Yeah. Fighter, he slew a dragon. The dragon's blood infused it. Oh... Yeah. Dragons are magic. Exactly. Yeah, they do like magic and stuff. Justification and... of anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is literally a fantasy-based role-playing game. I mean, why not swing for the fences, guys? And as you pointed out a hundred times before, it's a power fantasy for most people. <laughs> it works out great. So, I'm sorry, I didn't know what to do with my yeah, hands. Yeah, see, this is why you got to watch the show as well. <laughs> you miss <laughs> a lot children. of things. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> There's a lot of things you do miss. You know, yeah, like me picking my nose. and Yeah, me partially falling asleep, pretending like I'm listening. It's, it's, all, it's all the same things. Weird whistling yeah. noise that's somewhere in the back of my headphones. Yeah. But no, I mean, right. yeah. But uh, it's been fun. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start working towards a break. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry, guys. But we're going to force V into getting really bad. We're going to take the break to kind of poke and prod him and get him to get a little ranty. Who knows? Maybe he's got something for wizards again. Um, of the coast. Can't I was catch not me now, informed of this. Uh, It'll you be are fun. Not. Yeah, it is going to be fun. So, what I would like for all of you out there to do, underneath in the description below, there is a link for Patreon. Uh, you get access to our Discord. You get extra, you know, extra information. I mean, we keep talking about Overstorm, and we're building it up a lot, but we are working on it. He says coming, me, I but promise. it's almost exclusively him. Yeah, we're turning it into the Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> of D&D. No. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, launching in 2077. Yeah. I wish it had. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Um, 
That's for our other podcast. Yeah, sorry. Um, <clears throat> Still one of the best video game related memes I've ever seen. I'll show you yeah. after this. Yeah, but I mean, you get a chance to get your own special Patreon shirt for Fruit from the Bell Trolls. It trolls for thee. Um, and, and like I said, you get up to date content. You're going to know before everyone else what we're planning on doing. You get, you actually get to have a choice and to actually speak to us on what you want to hear. So, I mean, it's there for you. Go ahead and check it out. Also, I'm wearing the Fox Tribe shirt again because I like it. And hey, cool. that one also looks kind of blue on screen. I know, right? You can't even actually see <sighs> this. Oh, there you go. Shires. Yeah, there you go. It's a good purple. <coughs> I like it. It is. It is a nice oh, purple. It makes me up. all choked up. It makes me feel good. Oh, but yeah, there's a teespring. Yeah, there's a teespring link below. and uh, Clink that link. Oh, yeah. Clink that link. It's actually been uh, updated recently. We're in a beta form of it. Uh, some changes have been made to the site. So go ahead. At least check it out. You know, you might like something in there. Also, there is a 30-day free trial still in there. Two free audiobooks for Audible. Come on. We yeah. were just talking about it before the show. Go ahead and get you Audible. Get you your free books. Read Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Oh, yeah. I'm about to, no lie. Yeah. Do our, it. I mean, I was, watching, uh, I was watching a YouTube video the other day talking about Starship Troopers. I was like, you know, I could go back and watch that. And me and V were actually discussing Dune once again. And of course I, I'm always going to, hey, dude, I'm always going to turn something back to it. Uh, you know, that's uh, I still and love it. Actually, a good read. I don't know if it's on Audible. It probably is. Is Starship Troopers? Yeah, the book I is vastly different. Like the a chance to read yeah. the novel. And the novel is incredible. Yeah, I yeah. love the movie, and the novel is still incredible. Yeah, and I mean, that Jurassic Park's in there. Jurassic Park is also incredible. Yeah. I own that one. So, um, Crichton. Yeah, yeah. So, they, you know, that's all that. We also have other affiliate links based around D and D. Um, which are, you know, you got the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Monster Manual, which we're doing our A through Z series. You know, maybe you want to keep up with us and say, hey, you didn't mention this, you know. Oh, or, my God. Go read any of the D&D books by R.A. Salvatore. Be a real man and read Margaret Rice and Tracy Hickman. Yeah. Read but like, when it deals Margaret with Rice the, and Tracy Hickman. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But when it deals with the affiliate links that are in there, these are specifically the manuals that help out with the game, like players, uh, you know, player's handbook, things like that. This just gives you an access to it where you can gain it yourself so that you can see the information and uh, helps us out a little bit along the way. Yeah. I was going to say, nobody needs to own all the books, but if nothing else, get yourself a player's handbook. It's fun to read, if nothing else. It's it's absolutely necessary. uh, But it is still a fun read. It's it's great to have, yeah, because there's so much in the player's handbook, and it just sucks borrowing it from your buddy. So get one for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you can still listen to us because first fan on Patreon gets access to the trove. Ooh, oh well. I feel like that's a fair trade. That is a fair trade. I like it. So we're gonna be back, and uh, OV's gonna be really ranty, and then uh, we got bullets today. Not the, not the poo-poo kind, but the, uh, poo-poo. the pew-pew kind. <laughs> not the poo-poo ones either. Poo-pooing out, man. <laughs> it was loaded with blanks. Yeah, the whole time. All right. Yeah. So, we'll be back. We'll be right back. Bye. Good evening, boys and girls. We're going to have a little sc- discussion today. And this one's for the players. When you're playing a lovely game of D&D, though surrounded by your friends and working with your DM, please remember one thing. When your buddy 
walks into her room after everyone else walked in there and started milling about. And he says to the DM, hey, can I make a perception check to see if I see this? Or can I make a survival check to see if I can find whatever hidden doors? And he rolls and he fails. Stop dogpiling the DM to see if everyone else could do it. It doesn't work that way. Your player had that idea, not your character. It's really annoying. I just want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. Short one for today. Find something else, you uncreative hacks. I didn't mean that. But have a good day. Hello, Hi. everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? No, apparently not. That's what I thought. I'm Wolfe. I'm V. And I'm Jolly. And that's all you need to hear from them. All right, so now you're back to the Wolfe podcast. I got nothing. Oh, yeah. See what happens when you strike out on your own, kids? Yeah. Things happen. Bad things happen. Yeah. So no, we're so, back from the break. We're doing the next part of our Monster Manual A through Z. And what is it, V? It's the bullet. I'm so excited. My. Oh, yeah. Look at him. He's so adorable, busting out of the ground, ready to eat something. Look at how cute he is, looking uh, like he's about to nom on something. I was going to say, he's going to nom 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 yeah. you. I think that's yeah. why we all love it subconsciously, is it looks like a giant, terrifying snapping turtle. Yeah. kind of does, yeah. Yeah, and since we're just talking about homebrewing subclasses, start working on it. Just based around this. It'll be good. The so, bullet barbarian. Yeah. <gasps> You could see in that <laughs> moment all of the lights turned on at the oh. same time. Oh man. Oh man. Anyways. So V, what we got? Well, what we have here is the stereotypical land shark. We've got a challenge rating five. Armor class of 17 with 94 hit points on this beast. Mm. It is sexy. At a speed of 40 feet with a burrowing speed to match. Oh. Outlandish. Oh yeah. This thing moves like a tank and it is hard to stop. Hard um, to hit and hard to hurt. Yes. D- stats to match everything, not too high in the in the mentals, obviously, but a beast on the ground. Yeah, bad soft stats, but still. Yeah. It's got dark vision, tremor sense, passive perception of sixteen, which well, is remembering that tremor sense lets them know where everything is that's touching the ground within that vicinity on top of their really fast land speed and burrowing speed so your invisibility they're going to catch you right out the window i was saying imagine if graboids were actually scary and for all you hunkies who think you can fly to escape out there Mm -hmm. this thing has a long jump of over 30 feet and has a flat high jump even when it's not moving of 15 feet So I hope you can hover at least 20 feet in the air, buddy. Love it. It has a bite, which is a melee melee weapon attack, a plus seven to hit. Reaches five feet, one target, obviously. Does 30 piercing damage on average per hit. It has a deadly leap, which is long. So forgive me for a moment. I'm going to read off here. If the bullet jumps at least 15 feet as a part of its movement, it can then use its action to land on its feet in a space that contains one or more other creatures. Each of those creatures must succeed on a DC 16 strength or dexterity saving throw, target's choice, or be knocked prone and take 14 points of bludgeoning damage, plus 14 of slashing damage. On a successful save, creatures, of course, only takes the half the damage and isn't knocked prone. Um, once more for the judges. Broken. Broken. All right, let's go. 
Um, this is a good argument against all those DMs. They go, oh, the players are basically gods by level 10. <laughs> yeah. But even if it's not knock prone, it's pushed five feet out of the bullet space in an unoccupied space of the creature's choice. If no unoccupied space is within range, the creature instead falls prone in the bullet space. So take damage on the house, um, fall down, and get eaten. And it is a large monstrosity, so it does take about a 10-foot square. Mm, oh, yeah. Mm. This thing is like a barbarian's wet dream mount. Yeah, oh, it'd yeah. be nice to have. Oh, yeah, they're... We'll big. just work on some kind of like extra like frill armor plating to go above it so you can use as a saddle so you can ride it underground. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard of there's supposedly in the lore, I don't know if it's in this edition, but people will actually strip bullets, mm-hmm. killed bullets of their skin to make armor out of it, of their hide. Yeah. And make armor out of it. It's sick. These things are just gorgeous. And they're they're monstrosities, so they're fairly simple, but the endless options. Terrifying. So this thing, without your party realizing it. This thing can burrow up from underneath you, straight up into the air, fall down on top of you, make everybody have to beat a save or fall down prone right next to it, and then just start eating you. And, uh, oh, by the way, that was the surprise round. Roll initiatives. What was it? 40 damage on the bite? Even if you're a team of level fives to level sevens, that's a lot of damage. Oh, dude, the thing's going to wreck your day. And no, it doesn't have multi-attack, but if it did, you'd just be screwed. If it had yeah. multi-attack, it'd probably be about 10 points higher on the CR rating. Yeah, I was going to say, it would, so it would be a solid CR 7 or 8 at the very minimum. Yeah. yeah I mean, minimum. It's, it's definitely something that can... What is this challenge rating now? Five. Okay, this is a perfect example of how y'all need to stop sleeping on the challenge rating system. <laughs> yeah. And understand that these numbers are assigned for a reason. And if I'm not horribly mistaken, these things don't travel alone. Yeah. Well, they uh, never used to. They were usually a, it, no. I'm sorry. It was solitary or pair. Yeah, it was pairs. Yeah. Usually, it was usually like mating. I pairs. think yeah. I was going to say, and I think they have a mating season where they're supposed to congregate in mm-hmm. the lore, but then they congregate in large numbers. Oh dear God! When there's large imagine? amounts of food, so beware that herd of horses or that army or that just cattle cow field. I think I, I think I might have just accidentally theory crafted Cholt into something much worse than it already is. Oh, yeah, no. forget your dinosaurs, buddy. Being stuck in a valley full of mating season bullets. So, you know, there's tens of thousands of them. They're all angry and hungry and turned on. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. The very best kind of bullets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're ready to go. Fully loaded. Honestly, I can wax lyrically for a while. lyrically for a while. What are you saying on that? Lax weirdly. Yes, that one. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not less dexic. <laughs> but I can yeah. I can go on and on about all kind of stuff. There ain't a whole lot that needs to be said about these guys. Yeah, there ain't a lot you got to say. Just look yeah. at the facts and, uh, and look sit at back picture. and uh, F's and chat. That's yeah. pretty much all you can do. Oh, yeah. TPK, no, I mean, thy name is Bullet. Yeah, and, and there's so many different ways you can utilize it. Like you said, you know, you... You're sitting at your camp, probably trying to take your rest, and nobody's paying attention. Then all of a sudden, boom! You, they, one of these things pop out. Your horses are over there grazing, tied yeah. loosely to a tree. Mm-hmm. While all of a sudden, you're minus a horse and can't figure out why. Yeah, I mean, and, and truthfully, if you're not, you know, high on your perception and stuff like that, it could all happen totally unnoticed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's gonna know what all of you are. Yeah, it yeah. knows everything. If yeah. you're rolling well, around on the ground, on the ground sleeping, you know. Yeah. If you lay on the ground sleeping, you're never going to shift and roll over. Blind sense used to be 40 feet. Is it still 40 feet? As far as I'm aware, yeah. Okay. Let me double check real quick. Yeah. Oh, my first shot. Hey, look at that. 
It's like you saved the page. Tremor sense is 60 feet. Dark Ooh. vision is 60 feet. So that's a yeah. 60 foot radius, correct? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. No, no, no. I think it's a 60 foot circle. 60 foot radius would be huge. Yeah. Out to still... 60 feet in a circle around the creature. Yeah. That's a radius. I don't know. It doesn't specify radius. I'm not asking you for diameter and volume and yeah all i'm saying math. is it does not specify it's radius also usually with feet. yeah also usually in D with things like when it comes to like dark vision or mm-hmm. anything like that it's from that character yes that's what so, i'm saying yeah if i'm sitting here and i have 60 feet of tremor sense yeah then from where i'm standing out to 60 feet in a circle around me yeah Yes, yeah, we're all literally we're saying the same things. Yeah. Why are you yeah. being so argumentative? Well, because I thought uh, it would be like 30 feet on either side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is 30 feet on either side yeah. of them. But, uh, Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, these are useful things. Like you mentioned, you know, mating pairs or even you want a big set piece. you got a bunch of them in this certain season, and you're throwing a bunch of high-level players against these things, that's still going to give them a hard time. Oh, yeah. Your casters are not going to be able to freely cast. Dude, because they're not gonna know this going thing on. is a great, like, big boss, like, mid-boss, too, at some oh, yeah. point. Like, anything. make it the king bullet. Raise its AC by two, give it another 70 HP, and just let nature take its course. I was going to say, you collapse a party of level fives. I think, honestly, if you have a party of level, let's operate off the fact that the... Or operate off the assumption that the party is the same level as the creature. I would shoot yeah. seven to tens yeah. on that. I was to say, I, if you're gonna, if you have anything less than a party of level sevens, I wouldn't throw more than one at them. Mm-mm. Yeah, because it may not TPK the party. The party may overwhelm it, but it's probably gonna take one down before it goes. Oh, it's gonna hurt. Oh, yeah. It's gonna it's, be something they don't forget. Like this yeah. is an opportunity to have a memorable encounter in yeah. your sessions. Yeah, and if you want to talk about the king of random encounters, oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, and it, mm. it's, it's perfect for that. This is something that's always there. We've covered something similar to this in the past. Probably back to the the, the NKG. NKG, yeah. yeah, where it was something that also burrowed, but it didn't have near the. Speed. Oh, it wasn't nearly as terrifying. Yeah, it was still terrifying in those. Oh, it was terrifying in a slightly different way, but yeah, yeah this one but, can dish out the hurt right behind it. It's not yeah. as versatile, I think, as the NKG. That's where the NKG has it. Walking yeah. tank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this thing is just eighteen seventeen is impressive. Yeah. Not only can it ambush you, but this is something that's going to be hard to hurt on top of that. That's what I so, said. It's hard to hurt and hard to hit. Yeah. So it's it's definitely something. You're going to need magic weapons by this point. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's just going to ignore you. I mean, there's all kinds of clever ways. I mean, you can utilize an ambush. Maybe you can send your players out to hunt one. Maybe there's a farmer out in the area that's, you know, he's got livestock going missing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you got to figure out what's going on. fantastic idea. Please don't use that in another storm. Oh, you son of a... Anyways. For the future. And I'm Wolfay. <laughs> and, and that's the end of this. Hey, um, what's that? Oh, yeah, Executive Trolls canceled Elder Storm for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh, how convenient. How convenient. What yeah. a convenient truth. It's almost like... Hey, you can really... read my notes, bro. Notes, bro. I didn't want to read your notes minutes. that told me the things I needed to know to make a character. What makes you think I'm going to purposely <laughs> yeah. dive into your lore? Well, lucky you accidentally made a great character, so hey. Yeah. See? There yeah. we go. Broken clock is right twice a day. But yeah. Um, I think that's pretty good, though, for A through Z right there. I mean, that's I mean that does it for me. It was uh, yeah. cheap, zen, beautiful. Indeed. Oh, yeah. And that's. Uh, th- Bullets that's are terrifying. Yeah, let's say, and that's why we do these things is 
this is something to give you a chance to understand the monster manual a little bit more. I mean, like we've mentioned before, there's so much in this book right here that it's impossible to know everything about it at oh, one yeah. point in time. Um, I mean, you've heard us stumble through a few because we, we just never dealt with them before, yeah, you know, and it, you know, it is kind of nice to have that out there in a sense of how do you mechanically do this? Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason why we do it. That and well, I just really like some of these things. Yeah, some of the yeah. monsters are cool. Oh yeah, yeah, like the bullet. Yeah, like the bullet. <laughs> I mean, it's just that this is something that we joke around about. Oh, it's so adorable. But this the this thing can, when we talk about that, we're talking about the little baby versions. That everyone oh no, wants it's called Billy. I want yeah, everybody to Billy, understand yeah. completely. Like anytime I've suggested doing like a Pokemon style. D and D campaign, like even a short campaign, I always wanted a bullet. That's like yeah. your perfect like Nido King or Rhydon or something. Yeah, that's yeah. an Aaron. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, good point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So, when you're in the comments, go ahead and tell us about your, well, your greatest situation of dealing with a bullet, and uh, maybe even share your own ideas for a subclass with us as well. Yeah. That'd be nice to have. I mean, I would love to steal it, enjoy it. And I think everyone it. knows. Um, <laughs> no. I think everyone knows we need more mag more creative magic weapons. Yeah. In 5th edition D&D, we have plenty of cool magic items. Magic armor being what it is. Magic weapons are fun, and we don't have a bunch of them. Oh, but don't so you remember? Share. It's because they wanted you to do your own homebrew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. You can't have it both ways. I'm drawing my line in the sand. You cannot have it both ways. You cannot tell me that this is the best stuff in the book and then also tell me, oh, you could just, you know, feel free to make up your own stuff, but we really want you to just use this content. But, you know, you have all the tools and access. I mean, it really depends on who you listen to. Well, I don't I mean, listen to anybody I, yeah. because I'm ignorant. I am belligerently ignorant. Yeah. I want to have something to rant about. I'm just angry. Yeah. So... When you uh, do leave those comments below. Also, if you're listening to us on any podcast application like Anchor, or Spotify, or Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast, or Breaker, or Pocket Cast, or any of the others, I'm just not going to go through the entire list. Um, All the podcasts. Yeah, there's a bunch of asts out there. Yeah, <clears> leave us too them. many asts. And yeah. there's three of them right here. Yeah. But no. Um, All right, let's get out of here. I'm sweltering. Yeah. So. With that being said, go ahead and do that. Also, if you're on Anchor, you can leave us a voice message as well. So uh, send us your best reaction to seeing a bullet. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Oh, that, speaking of which, doing that as well, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram <laughs> at whom the... Uh, the sorry, segue skills on this man. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, you can find us at for whom. On Twitter, it's at whom the four. Um, at, both of those are F O R. And on Night Flirt, we are. Never mind. Wait, wait, what? Sorry, that's for a different podcast. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's your other <laughs> one that you do. Listen, uh, man, I got to pay the bills. Okay, the executive <laughs> trolls are uh, really putting the screws to us. Oh yeah, they're definitely. Uh, they're really great though. They you know, want they like are, money. They kept saying yeah. like return on investment. Some I don't yeah. I don't understand that lingo. I know some of these yeah. words. Yeah, I know they. Uh, but I mean, they take I have such. I've also heard words before. Yeah, I mean, the executive trolls take such great care of us. So please feel free to 
send us all of that. Follow us on Instagram. I'd like to see some of your photo reactions as well. Thank you, Volstaff. <laughs> that would be quite <laughs> yeah. lovely. So uh, until next Wednesday, remember, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Ding.